Hello, listeners, and welcome to episode 33 of the Mass Mouse Fans Podcast. I am your host, Chris, and listeners, I have to apologize profusely. I have been tied up in things, and I made a promise back in September that I would be doing this more frequently, and it just didn't work out in my favor. So for those of you who are still loyal listeners to the Mass Mouse Fans Podcast, I want to thank you for coming back with that, I would like to welcome my co-host, Matt. You are not Matt. Oh, my Rongo. goodness. Oh, my goodness. It is somebody else. We haven't heard this guest since episode 22 when we were talking about drinking around Epcot back in August of 2020. It is my good Whoa. friend. I know. It's been a long time. It's my good friend, host of the Battle Wounds podcast, host of of the Feuding Factions podcast, it is Brian. Brian, how are you? I'm good, Chris. I'm glad to be back, even though I've only been away for 10 episodes, but it's been a total of almost uh, three years. Yeah, yeah. It's funny how math works out that way. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to at least attempt to do three, four, five episodes in a consecutive manner, and we'll see how that works out. Welcome, Welcome back. Welcome back, yes. Welcome back. Tonight, we are going to be going over some Disney Resort Hotels because Brian is someone who still, even though I try to convince him to drink around World Showcase in Epcot, has still not made his plans yet to go to Disney World. Why yeah. is that? Well, we had COVID for two years. We did have COVID for two so years. So that yes. kind of threw a wrench into everything. Um, and then once COVID kind of lifted, my other side job kind of picked up again so i didn't have the free time to go down there but i am going to make it a fact to go and you know drink around the world yes yes and hopefully we can find you a nice resort to stay there so we're just going to do a sort of a broad overview of the resort hotels matt and i have done episodes about some of these specific hotels but tonight we're just gonna do an umbrella conversation about the the hotels and the resorts that are available within the Walt Disney World property. And I saw there is a good 30 plus to choose from. There is a good, no, there is a great 30 plus <laughs> to choose from. Can you tell I love the Disney company? I had no idea. All right. Well, we can get started. Basically, the Walt Disney World property has, as you've mentioned, over 30 hotels they do fall under three main categories, which are value, moderate, and deluxe. And deluxe does have some villas, but we'll go over that in a little bit. There's sort of an asterisk to the villas. I was going to ask you that, if there was any difference between the, the villas and the deluxe, even though they're under that same package. Many times, the villas fall under the DVC umbrella, and DVC is the Disney Vacation Club, their timeshare program. So if you are not a timeshare member or DVC member, you might not be able to rent those rooms. No villas for me? No villas for you. It is possible through other sites that you could rent DVC points so that you may be able to stay at one of these resorts or you shell out the... The big bucks? You, everyone can go Google what the <laughs> prices of a of a single DVC point they are also, there are some villas that are available on the Walt Disney World website, but they are mucho dinero. I like it. Uh, it's probably a good thing that they're mucho dinero, because I feel like if I do the villa the one time, it'll be like the same thing I do with the suites and never be able to go back to 
a regular hotel there. Yes, yeah. And for what Brian is talking about, Brian is a huge fan of wrestling. And what he likes to do is he likes to go see the live events. And when he does, he can only rent a party suite because sitting in the regular seats like us normal people (laughs) is beneath him now. Literally. Yes. Now, quick question before you roll. Certainly. Uh, The campgrounds, Mm -hmm. now is that part of the three tiers or is that its own entity? What you're referring to is Fort Wilderness. And Fort Wilderness falls under two categories because they have the campgrounds, which is basically, it's a plot of land for you to put a tent on. This is not for RV or fifth wheel trailers. This is just basically you have your car, you have a pop-up tent, you don't have much of the amenities. So that actually falls under the moderate Oh, I'm jumping ahead. Range. Jumping yes. ahead. It's all right. No, you had it, the question. And I'm hoping to answer that question correctly. I do apologize. It looks as though the cabins at Fort Wilderness are also under the moderate tier. Okay. So now is the cabins part of the campground still? Yes. The Fort Wilderness campground at Walt Disney World is immense because they have sites for your RVs. We're talking those mega RVs, $150,000 kind of toy haulers. You also have the blank campsites for you to the camp stuff. put up your tent. They have cabins. Now, I have seen videos of this. The cabins are gorgeous. They look very rustic from the outside, but inside they have all of the amenities that you are looking for. That's just one of the resorts. Not to mention <laughs> that they have movies under the stars. They have the Hoopty Doo review. They have so many eating options. They have food trucks available. Now, this is all just for the, the campground? This is just the Fort Wilderness campground. Yikes. Yes. So, as we are now jumping into it, you see that, and as you're looking through the website... Yep. Uh, We would like to thank also uh, WDWinfo.com because they have compiled all of the resort information into one nice little web page. These are the folks over at the Diz Unplugged, which is a podcast that I listen to, and I highly recommend. I know I shouldn't be sending our listeners to other podcasts, but they are very entertaining, and they they release (laughs) on a weekly schedule. Well, you you were close to doing that. Yes. Yes. I should also point out, I should have done this in the introduction. The reason I don't have Matt with me today, and I hope if he's listening to this, he understands that we are recording this on an evening when Matt is actually directing a show at a theater, so he would not be able to join us. He did say, though, that once he is done with this production, he will be joining me again on a regular basis, and I told him that I am holding him to that. In the meantime, I'm bringing in other people. Because I can do that. These cabin kitchens look nicer than my house. Yes. These cabins are nicer than my house. I can guarantee that for you. So we are going to get started. As as we mentioned, there are basically three tiers of resorts. The value, the moderate, and the deluxe. We are going to start with the value resorts. Now, these include... Disney's All-Star Movies, Disney All-Stars Music, Disney All-Star Sports, Disney's Art of Animation Resort, and Disney's Pop Century. I will say, of these five, 
I have stated three of them. Ooh, I'm going to go with Pop Century. I have stated Pop Century many times. Art of Animation? I have not stated oh. Art of Animation yet. M- movies and Music. Movies and Music. Yes. yes, I have not stated Sports. There is a, I don't want to say it's a misconception. It's a conception that people looking for a relaxing stay during their trip often don't stay at All-Star Sports because that is a very popular resort for events like cheerleading. Oh, they do all the competitions there, right? And that's where they stay as well. So at 4.30 in the morning, you're hearing these doors open up and the cheerleaders are getting ready to go do their thing. So, yeah, I have not stayed at sports. The theming is wonderful, but I have not stayed at sports. These are considered to be your value resorts because from the outside, these look like more of your motel resorts than your hotel resorts. Yeah, like a themed version motel. Correct. You have the doors that are on the outside. Your hallway is the outdoors. You do not have an indoor hallway to walk to your room. But this is also pretty nice because after a long day at the park, you don't want to walk down a long corridor. You're on the outside. Sometimes you can get a pool view, so you can be right there at the pool. I'm sure that comes in handy being in Florida. Yes, it absolutely does. I have made use of many of the resort pools. Yeah, looks like uh, the theme is they have the basketball, a baseball called the Home Run Hotel, mm-hmm. and then a Wimbledon one. They do have a tennis. Cowabunga. They have a Cowabunga Resort. Yes. Surf stuff building. So is that just there is a surfboards? There is a surfboard, yes. So each of these are three floors. Each of these buildings are three floors. Like a motel? You, like a motel, yes. Usually there's about, I have, you, the internet can correct me if I'm wrong, usually between eight and ten buildings per resort. So all-star sports will have eight to ten buildings. Okay. They also have the stairwells at the end of each corridor to go up to the second and third floors. Those are themed, including for sports, you have a giant football that you get to walk inside of. You also have a giant... This looks like a helmet. You have a helmet. You also have a giant soda. You have a giant Coca-Cola cup that you can walk up. full syrup. Also, each of these resorts do have a food court. Now, is each food court themed to whatever... The main theme is of correct. The resort, yes, yes. So the all stars, all the, the movie, the music, the sports—they all have their own uniquely themed food court. Pop Century and Art of Animation also uniquely themed. What they've done though is they've made each of these five resorts familiar. So if you stay at All Star Sports one year, you go back and you stay at movies. While the theming is different, the layout is the same. very similar. Yes. So it's easier to walk around, find it yourself. Correct. Find out where the bathrooms are, find the food court, find whatever else is in the bottom floor. Right. And uh, the guest relations building is typically where you will find the food court and a few activities that you can do. Many of them have 24 hour arcades. And once you've checked in, you go through the lobby and you start heading towards your room. Almost all of them have a pool right there to greet you. As you walk out to your room. Now, are all the rooms one bed, two beds? The standard layout for an all-star pop century and art of animation with an asterisk for art of animation is a room with a with one queen-size bed and a fold-up Murphy bed. 
that turns into a table. So if it's just you and your partner, you can share the queen size bed. If it's you, your partner, and your family, you can pull down the Murphy bed and you've got a full size bed as well. So this is kind of where the deluxe and moderate kind of come in. That is correct. Later yes. on with the uh, multiple options of beds. The other reason for those tiers is the location. The, the all-star hotels, all three of them, the movies, music, and sports, which are all right in the same vicinity, are the furthest away from the theme parks. So you're typically waiting a little bit longer for the free transportation to show up, for the bus to show up. Yeah, what you pay for, kind of? Correct. You pay more, you're closer to the park. The other thing, speaking of the buses, because of the close proximity of those three all-star hotels, the bus is usually shared by all three. So if you're on the third stop trying to get to the Magic Kingdom, trying to get to Epcot, you are going to be packed in like sardines. That's the Green Line. Yes, it is exactly the Green Line. <laughs> this is why this is the Mass Mouse Fans podcast, because we just made a Boston joke. I was going to make an MBTA joke, but... I don't know if people are going to understand the reference. I will say Disney Resort Hotel buses run much better than the <laughs> Boston's MBTA system. I can only imagine. I had a question and I made a joke about Massachusetts and now I forgot what my question was. What was your question? Um, the themes for sports, movies, music, mm -hmm. art of animation, and pop century. Yes. Now, is each one of these, like, say, sports, themed by Disney-only sports, or is it a wide variety of normal? It's a wide variety of national sports. But it's a good thing you ask that because the pools... So we'll go to movies, where there are five sections to the All-Star movies, each based on a property. As you may assume, and you would assume correctly... It is only Disney films that are used for those themes. It is Fantasia. It is Herbie the Love Bug. It is Toy Story. So your theme for your movies are all Disney properties. Correct. Have you been at all five of these individual themed? I have toured all of them. With the exception of sports. I actually have, I, though I haven't stayed at Art of Animation, I have toured it. I have not stayed at all five sections. I will make that clear. Like, when we get to Pop Century, which is the most recent of the value resorts that I've stayed at, even that's themed out to the decades. I haven't stayed at all of those either. Now, the decades, when we do get there, I'll save that. Mm -hmm. But here's a question for right now. Right now, you said tours. Is it kind of like Vegas where you can kind of walk into the hotel and you don't have to be a part of it and kind of walk around and enjoy what's there that is correct yes you could even do that with both the moderate and deluxe hotels as well you can walk in you just not staying correct and the moderate and deluxe hotels have more sit-down eating options whereas the all-stars pop and art of animation only have the food court options the deluxe and moderate hotels have more eating options and they encourage style guests. Of restaurants yes and they encourage guests who are staying at other properties to eat there because they can't just make a living on the people staying within that yeah. hotel. Okay. Nice. I like that. Yes. If you are not staying on property, you do have to make reservations for those. Uh, so if you're off site at, you know, a Marriott or a Hilton or 
yes. Motel Six, and they do they do have. Um, I know in Disneyland they're called Good Neighbor Hotels. I believe in Disney World it's the same thing. There are a few hotels in the area that are in very close proximity that you can share some of the benefits that a normal resort guest would would be able to partake oh, in. Oh, how nice. Yes. Very nice. Yes. Yeah, so that's a little tip for those of you who are looking to save some money. The only thing is if you're traveling by rental car, your parking is going to be more expensive. That's where they get you? That's where they get you. And as of the recording of this episode, which is March 2023... Disney has finally relaxed the parking for overnight guests who are staying at resort hotels because they were charging $20 to $25 per night, even at a value resort, for your rental car. That was your parking part of your hotel price. Do they give you a parking pass? Kind of like if you stayed at a hotel or like at a casino where if you bought the hotel room, you get a parking pass to park i believe so but please don't hold that as gospel because gotcha. each time i have stayed on resort we did not rent a car because their transportation is just there wonderful yeah yes uh that's so we'll go circling back to the value for a second another reason that their value they are it's a farther proximity than some of the moderate and deluxe hotels with the all-stars the three all-stars your only option is the bus route with Pop Century and Art of Animation, and those two are within close proximity of each other. They have a Skyliner. They have a gondola system that takes you to Caribbean Beach, which is a moderate resort. And then from there, your choices are you can either go to Epcot directly or you can go to Hollywood Studios directly. So it's another Massachusetts reference. Sorry, guys. It's like North Station where you, you kind of yes, go in. And it's then you your have central hub. Yes. Multiple options to choose where you're going from your gondola. Correct. Now, with those being so close, does the Deluxe have all the gondolas? The Deluxe do not have gondolas, but there are three Deluxe. We'll skip ahead, but yeah, we'll, we'll skip come ahead back. a little bit. The Grand Floridian, the Polynesian Resort, and the Contemporary Resort, which are all Deluxe resorts, which are in the closest proximity to the Magic Kingdom, are part of the monorail loop. Okay. So the monorail Just circles around. around. All right. All yes. Right. And that is one of my favorite forms of transportation, although the gondolas are quickly getting up there. Can you take a gondola to a deluxe and then use the monorail? No, because the gondolas only stop at Epcot and at Hollywood Studios. So what you could do theoretically is get off at Epcot and you're right there where there's the Boardwalk Resort and the Yacht and Beach Club Resort, those are deluxe hotels, but there's no monorail there. If you look at a map, and I'm going to describe this for Brian, so listeners, <laughs> I do apologize. You have the Magic Kingdom, which is the furthest north. Then you have Epcot and Hollywood Studios, which are in relatively close proximity, maybe a 20-minute walk. They do have a walkway that goes in between. And then the furthest to the west is Animal Kingdom. The monorail circles around the Magic Kingdom resort areas. You have your Grand Floridian, your Polynesian, and your Contemporary Resort. They also have a connecting monorail. Oh my goodness, I almost steered you in the wrong direction. There is a monorail that takes you from the Magic Kingdom to Epcot. Now, the reason I said earlier, this is me covering my, my behind, 
the gondola drops you off at International Gateway at Epcot, which is towards the rear of Epcot. The monorail drops you off at the front of Epcot. So theoretically, but you would need an Epcot park reservation in order to walk through Epcot to catch the monorail back to the Magic Kingdom. Yes. They know what they're doing. (laughs) They they know very much what they're doing. Kind of grease some palms there. Yes. Get through. Otherwise, when you stop here at the boardwalk, the beach club, the yacht club, the swan and dolphin are also in this area. You've got yourself a nice little tour that you can take of some very gorgeous deluxe properties. Also, these fall under the category of DVC properties as well. So some of those rooms are reserved for DVC members. Circling back to the values, and we'll, we'll finish up our conversation on the value resorts. Your best bet for an entertaining trip, in my opinion, is either Pop Century or Art of Animation. And you just said Pop Century is separated by decades. Pop Century is separated by decades. Art of Animation is similar to all-star movies in which there are different sections based off of Disney property. There's Lion King, there's Little Mermaid, there's Cars, there's Finding Nemo. And it's great. The one thing that Art of Animation has that most of the values do not have, I believe one of the all-stars has a section for this, Family Suites. They have family suites where you have a separate room for mom and dad or for the parents. I don't want to say just mom and dad, but you know, for the parents. And then you have a pull-out sofa for the kids. So you do get your own separation. Now, are each of these five themed hotels have theme rooms too? So depending on which hotel you're staying in, your room is themed to... Your room is themed to that section overall. that you're in, Yes. So going back to your question about Pop Century, there are the 50 section, the 60 section, 70 section, 80s and 90s. 80s and 90s are kind of tied in together, but you have separate sections. So, and this is the one I'm most familiar with right now because it's the freshest in my brain. The 50 section, you have a pool shaped like a bowling pin for the 50s. And you have one building where right in front of the building is this giant jukebox waiting for you. I like it. And you also have Lady and the Tramp on both sides because that that was the film from the 50s. The 60s, they have the Hippy Dippy Pool, which is a flower-shaped pool. You have Baloo and Mowgli on both sides. And you have a giant thing of Play-Doh. Love it. The 70s has a giant foosball court. Oh. In front, they have eight-track tapes waiting for you outside <laughs> as well. The 80s and 90s, the we'll kind of combine them together. The 80s... So they are separate? Yes. Okay. They are separate, but they're in the same area. They share the same pool. That's what I will say. They share the same pool. The 80s, because I stayed here most recently, the stairwells are giant Rubik's Cubes. The railings outside your room are Pac-Man. Ooh. You have a giant Sony Walkman outside. You have Roger Rabbit outside. You have a giant cell phone as you head into the 90s section. And the pool is shaped to be like a laptop with a keyboard. Nice. Now, do you think in the next five years or so that they'll switch and get rid of the 50s and make it a 2000? 
Based on my experience with Disney as of late, and I have a whole subject for Matt <laughs> when he is uh, ready to record again, the answer to that would be a big no. I don't think they like the change. The reason I say no is based on stories we've been hearing recently about layoffs, which is a shame. They're looking to lay off about 7,000 employees. They are not making the money back from the pandemic, and some are speculating that their purchase of Fox was not as advantageous as Bob Iger thought. And that was Bob Iger. We're not even, there's going to be a whole episode devoted to Mr. Bob Chapek, former executive of the Disney company. But teaser, teaser, there is a lot happening where I don't see, if anything, new resorts might be built. The current resorts will get a facelift. They'll get new paint. They'll get new concrete. They'll have their pools cleaned. They have recently refurbished a lot of the rooms. So when I was telling you what the standard room looks like, which is the queen size with the pull-down, that pull-down didn't exist. The Murphy bed did not exist six or seven years ago. What it was was two full-size beds with carpet, wallpaper, nice little decorations. They have renovated all of these value resorts. So it looks more like a plain white room with the wood laminate floor, no more carpets. But you have this nice new bed. You have the sliding doors for the bathroom and you have a separate area for the sink and for the shower. So they're getting a lot of complaints because they're looking like a Hilton resort. They're looking like a Marriott resort when you walk into these hotel rooms. There's Mickey theming. There's some Disney theming. And you have this gorgeous 45-inch, 50-inch television waiting for you. But it's the same basic concept that a Hilton would have with the laminated floors, the yes. sliding shower. The It makes sense, I'm sure, financially. Maybe for housekeeping, with the laminate floors, they oh, don't yeah. have to do as much vacuuming. Versus the carpet spills. And yes, exactly. So I would still, I, I'm not discouraging anyone from staying at one of these resorts. I love all three tiers. I have yet to stay at some of the deluxe tiers, but I think these rooms, yeah, they look a little plain, but also you. you've got sort of a, a clean atmosphere. Now, does each one of these rooms have a balcony you could sit out on? No. None of these have a balcony to sit on because when you walk outside, you are basically in the outdoor corridor to go to the stairwell or to go to the next room. It's just basically like an open-air walkway. The moderate and deluxe, you will find more of those amenities. But no, with these values, you'll find more of a motel atmosphere. But it's sort of, you get what you pay for. These are on the lower end of the price range and i was looking two dollar sign the two dollar sign looking at some of the available rooms for disney world in march you're looking at all-star sports for we'll say the third week in march is at 168 dollars and 30 cents per night all-star music is at 189 dollars per night pop century resort is 209.25 per night the reason Pop and Art of Animation are higher up is because they are closer in proximity, they have the Skyliner, and they are the two newer properties. I will go in more in depth of Pop Century and Art of Animation 
Art of Animation initially was supposed to be the second half of Pop Century, where it was the 1900s, 1910s, 20s, 30s, and 40s, and themed that way. In fact, they even had, each section had their building of, you see the zeros, you see the tens, you see the 20s, the 30s. Sadly, tourism took a big hit after September 11, 2001. This was at the time that Pop Century was already very well into its progress. The second half, which was referred to as the legendary years, the zeros through the 40s, they had the buildings erected, but none of the theming other than the zeros, 10s, 20s, 30s, 40s on the building, none of that was complete. So as they had this time to think about it, since tourism was down at the time, they had the time as well to reconsider because who has a kid that wants to stay in the 1910s? You know what happened in the 1910s? The Meh. Titanic sank. Meh, see? Yes. Yeah. Speakeasies for those. World War One started at the end <laughs> of the 1910s. And the 1940s. Let's yeah. talk about the 1940s. Do we have a nice, like, Poland section where Germany comes in and takes it over? The Great Depression. Yeah. So, well, we have talked quite a bit about the value resorts. Have I been able to answer your questions thus far about the value uh, resorts? Pretty much thus far. Okay. Um, some of them you've answered before I even asked you. I think uh, as of right now, the only other question I have for you, doing with price, is it like a casino or a hotel, motel, where during the week it's cheaper, or on the weekends it's a little more expensive, or is it a same price throughout until you get to like the major holidays and the summer vacation kind of things? Standard non-holiday times, you are correct. Weekends are pricier. And that's because they also have Florida residents who would rather not drive three hours from wherever they are in Florida to Orlando. They know that they're probably going to be able to stay overnight. And also Florida residents do get a discount. But yes, the weekends are typically busier, which means pricier. However, Within the past few years, and this isn't something that you could say 10 years ago, but we'll say a few years ago, there's hardly any slow times at Disney anymore. It used to be January was a slow time after the first of the year. Uh, the first week in September as kids were going back to school. The first week of December, because people were just finishing up Thanksgiving, they were going into you know, the holidays and they didn't really have the money to, to go. That's not true anymore. No, there's hardly any slow time you might find slow time in january if it gets colder down there like it does around here but beyond that there's really not a a peak discount hotel season so what you do is you basically sign up on the disney world website and just wait for resort offers to start coming in on your email so they're not fluctuating like flights correct you will see what I read to you just now on those prices. That's kind of standard. The only thing to expect is those prices to go up, especially as we get into April where you got spring school break. vacation. Yep. And you got May where kids are now getting out of school. You got college grads getting out of school. Then you got the start summer. of summer. And yeah, there's yeah. Even, even at its hottest, and I've been there around the end of June, people are still flocking to those parks. Makes sense. Yes. I think my number one right now was probably going to be uh, Art of Animation. 
I highly recommend it just based on the videos that I've seen and the tour that I took. Uh, Wesley and I just, we yeah. got off at the Skyliner one night. We were staying at Pop Century, and I said, you know what? We've got some time to kill. Let's go check out Art of Animation. It is a gorgeous property. It really is. My favorite section, Cars. See, I think Cars would be my three or four. What would be your one? Lion King would be my one. Lion King? Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I believe, though, what you have with Lion King is you have a section where you're basically walking through an African savanna and you see characters, but I don't believe they have a pool. So that's the only thing. But it might be a benefit to you, especially if you're somebody who's a light sleeper. You're not hearing people running around, splashing in the pool and stuff. Super light. Yes. And also pool views and those resort rooms that are closer to pools tend to be pricier. Because you can get a standard room or you can get a pool room. Uh, if you're a light sleeper like I am, I don't mind getting a room that's further away. Yeah. It's it's all walking anyway. You're at Disney World. You're going to be doing a lot of walking. A lot of walks. So that is, as quick as I could make it, review of the Value Resorts. <laughs> we Matt and I will go in depth on, on these in a future episode, the ones that we haven't really discussed yet. So that's going to move us into... The moderate hotels. Ooh, yeah. These include the cabins at Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground, Disney's Caribbean Beach Resort, or Which Caribbean will... Beach Resort. I don't Everyone says a different kind, like salmon. Yeah. Disney's Coronado Springs Resort, which also has the Grand Casino Tower, and then Port Orleans Resort, both Riverside and French Ooh. Quarter. So, as of right now, my ranking system is the Caribbean Beach then the French Quarter, Riverside, Coronado Springs, and then the cabins. That's my ranking as of right now. That's a great ranking. And Caribbean Beach is the hub for the Skyliner, so you have that advantage. It is a gorgeous part. This is another one that uh, when the Skyliner first opened, we were staying at Pop Century, we took the Skyliner over to Caribbean Beach, And Wesley and I, we did not have a park reservation for that evening. We flew in, it was about like three in the afternoon, so we didn't want to waste money on trying to get to a park and get all the stuff done. So I was like, well, let's try the gondola system. We've never done it before. We stopped at the hub at Caribbean Beach, and we took a tour, and it is a gorgeous property. Now, is it the same thing where it has four or five different themed hotels Correct. Yes. Based on Caribbean islands. So you have Jamaica, you have the Bahamas. Uh, Trinidad, Barbados, Aruba, Jamaica, and Martinique. Those are the sections. Uh, This might grind your gears a little bit. Oh, no! This is Matt's favorite resort. Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) I know you guys have this friendly (laughs) adversary... (laughs) Friendly adversarial relationship going on. But yeah, this is this is one of Matt's favorites. This is, it's just a gorgeous property. And I don't blame you for even not seeing it, for putting this at number one. Is it on the beach? It is themed to look like beaches. Because, okay. of course, you're, you're still in the middle of the Orlando Kissimmee yep, Bay Lake yep. area. There's not really beaches, beaches. They're man-made beaches. But yeah, you do have that. And each of those five sections has its own private pool, which is great. That means guests staying outside of that resort cannot come into your pool. And that's all done by your Exclusive. Magic Band bracelet. Nice. Yes. Oh, we haven't even really talked about Magic Band, but... But I've listened to previous episodes. Yes. I understand the Magic Bands. 
Uh, we've briefly discussed Fort Wilderness. It is immense. There are plenty of things to do there. I believe that Matt and I have already done a conversation about this, so I won't go into too much detail. And for you listeners, go back and listen so I can get more uh, hits on my podcast episodes. All the listens. Coronado Springs is closer to Animal Kingdom. It is a gorgeous property as well. The Grand Casino Tower is a brand new tower. I believe it's 14 or 15 stories that they just built within the past few years. The name Grand Destino comes from a film that Walt Disney and Salvador Dali were working on together. Oh. That sounds like an amazing partnership to me. Uh, but the Coronado Springs is a great resort. It's, I think it would be great for anybody who likes a little bit of seclusion. It's not necessarily near anything spectacular, so it gives you that little bit of seclusion, and it's closer to other theme parks than the All-Stars. It has a big Spain influence, it looks like. Very much so, yes. That's how, the, when they built the Grand Casino Tower, it was a perfect match for the Coronado Springs. Even just looking at the the, um, the hotel designs and the inside, the, the structural architecture and stuff, very, you know, Spanish-based. Very much so. Yeah, it has that Spanish flair to it, and it's great. Like I said, it's... Not close to a lot, so you're not getting a lot of the traffic noise, which is great. But it's not part of the Skyliner. It's not part of the monorail. So you're actually, your only transportation option at the time is going to be buses. But not a huge thing because you're not sharing a bus with other properties. It's just... Just that moderate... Just that moderate hotel and the Grand Testino Tower. These moderate runs, just looking at the Coronado, it looks like you can kind of pick your own style of room for bed size whether you want king queen two two beds one deluxe yes they have more options than the values do yes absolutely uh the buildings here in the rooms have also been recently refurbished in anticipation of the grand destino tower so all of the rooms of the grand destino brand new uh and they also have dining at the top of the tower so if you catch it right and you're eating there, you can see a fireworks show. Yeah. Uh, And to confirm, because I just just saw it here, it's a 16-story Grand Casino Tower, and they're bringing you 545 new guest rooms. Uh, And the Grand Casino Tower opened on July 9th, 2019, so we're talking about a four-year-old hotel. Then finally, we're going to put these two together. The last of the moderate resorts are the Port Orleans Resorts, French Quarter and Riverside. I have stayed. I'm going to jump cut you real okay. quick. Just by looking at the quick photos of the French Quarter and Riverside, it looks more like Riverside is the adult version and the French Quarter is more catered towards kids with uh, the little water park and arcades, whereas yes. the Riverside has a casino... Uh, casino style. There, the old we school. To, we yeah. have to clarify. There are no casinos on property at Disney World. There are arcades. Yeah, it just no looks casinos. like a like yes. the casino, like that old you know riverboat kind of style. Yes, and a little bit of trivia. This, even though they're both named Disney's Port Orleans Resorts, when it opened, French Quarter was actually just called Disney Port Orleans. Riverside 
a long time ago was called Dixie Landings. So it has a lot of that antebellum charm. Uh, Southern roots. Southern roots, yes. Things that over time became a little problematic for the Disney company. Despite the fact that it only took until, well, we're March of 2023. Last month, Splash Mountain, which was based off a very problematic Disney property. I know what you're talking about. Uh, So over time, these both became Port Orleans, French Quarter, and Riverside. I have stayed at French Quarter. Now, this was a long time ago. This... I stayed back actually at the time when Dixie Landings was Dixie Landings and French Quarter was Port Orleans. Regardless of those changes and just the name changes, a lot of the the theming is still the same for both, though. I would highly recommend French Quarter, even though it has some more of those kiddie splash areas in the pool. It is smaller, which means it's easier to walk around. Although Riverside has its charm because even though it's grandiose in size, it's about two, two and a half times the size of French Quarter, the buildings are still themed gorgeously. Yeah. I was just going by the pictures. Yes. Uh, And I believe with Riverside, again, internet, correct me if I'm wrong, at Mass Mouse on Twitter, because of the enormity of Riverside, and similar to the All-Stars, similar to... Caribbean Beach, there are different sections. The resort buses will actually stop at your section of the hotel so you don't have to be dropped off at the guest area and walk all the way over. Like if you're staying on the far opposite side, the buses will stop for you. Whereas French Quarter, you just have the one place to to stop, which is why I, I recommend French Quarter. It's gorgeous. Mardi Gras? Mardi Gras themed, yes, Absolutely. There are beignets. I there love are, me some uh, beignets. There are some beignets that you can get a little uh, food Ooh. syringe. Ooh. And you can put in something maybe a little adult, a little uh, 21 or older. A little beignet ball. And Port Orleans is also home to Yeehaw Bob. Hold up. Yeehaw Bob is a Disney legend. He is a piano player. And he is wonderful. To those of you like who have never, yes, yeah, very much so. He's got the piano. He's got the upright piano yep. that shakes when he plays. And I'm pretty sure it's because it's on like wedges to make it shake like that. He is one of the most entertaining people. And when the pandemic hit, he unfortunately lost his job. But thankfully, Disney was smart enough to bring him back. And when he did, he was packing houses. He was jazzing. He was jazzing. I dig it. Yes. I dig it. I had no way of ending that sentence other than jazzing again. (laughs) I'm going to put another plus in the Port Orleans column. These resorts are right up against a little waterway, and you can take a boat from either Riverside or French Quarter down to Disney Springs, which is their shopping district. I can't say that about a lot of resorts, that they actually have boat transportation unless you're saying it deluxe is it an actual riverboat the little tiny wheel turbine in the yeah. Back? yeah well no not like that no sorry not that riverboat that exists from the transportation and tri- ticket center to magic kingdom that's a whole other this is more like a ferry this is more like a, a water taxi would be the best way i could describe it it's a water taxi well they missed the opportunity there being in yes Port Orleans. yes they did, but it's still a lovely... It takes you about 15, 20 minutes. 
and it takes you right directly down. to Disney Springs. So at Disney Springs has a whole other conversation that we haven't had, which we might save for future. I could save that for a future episode oh. with you, Brian, instead of with Matt. Nice. See what happens when you miss an episode, Matt? <laughs> and also, he could be listening to this, and I might be mis- misstating some things, and he's <laughs> screaming at his podcast app saying, he's- Chris, how could you forget this, and how could you... And I shouldn't be misquoting anything because I have the darn internet in front of me. No. I know. This is all off the top of your head. Yes, it is. Uh, so that is the end of our discussion on moderate resorts, unless Brian has any further questions on those. Nope. Uh, I'm sticking to my rankings. They are very good rankings. You can't go wrong with your rankings in either the value or the moderate categories. You can't go wrong with deluxe categories because these are each themed. But as long as you know you're going into a value and you're getting what you pay for, you're going into moderate and you're getting what you pay for. But what you get with a moderate that you don't get with a value, more sit-down options for restaurants, better transportation, better proximity to other parks. For instance, I didn't even mention that Port Orleans, French Quarter, and Riverside are right next to Epcot. So you have a very short bus ride to those. Coronado Springs, while it's further away from some of the, the big parks, in, it is closer to Animal Kingdom. It's also right next door to Blizzard Beach. So if you have tickets to go to one of the water parks, you're right there at Blizzard Beach. The campgrounds, I can't say enough about. Uh, folks, do yourself a favor. If you're ever, if you're in the dead of summer and you're in the Christmas spirit, go to YouTube and watch the Fort Wilderness RV Christmas lights. Because what people do is they take golf carts. You can rent golf carts here because this, again, this place is enormous. And you can go down the roads where the RVs are parked. And these people, because they're spending thousands on their RVs already, so money is not really a huge option for them. They decorate every square inch of their lot. They have the inflatables. They have the lights. Some people even have a projector showing a movie. Like a real campground. It is amazing. It is absolutely amazing. So each one of these, again, your rankings, I completely agree with. I could also completely disagree because and you put these anywhere and you've picked a right choice. No, yeah, it kind of goes to your own personality and what you like. Yes. Whereas never even being there. And kind of blind ranking just by looks and what I would think I would like that they may or may not have. Yep. Like if you're married, no kids, and you're looking for a little bit of privacy, the Port Orleans Resorts would be great. The Coronado Springs Resort is is probably a good option too because the Coronado Springs also has a lot of conference centers. So there's a lot of frequent conferences going on. So there's a lot of adult-themed conferences going on. Caribbean, because it's it's your hub of the Skyliner, that's going to be more popular with families. And the Fort Wilderness Resort, because of all of the activities, that's going to be a huge family it's a camping. trip. Yes. We are going to move on to the Deluxe Disney World Hotels. Ooh. I know. These include the Disney Animal Kingdom Lodge, Disney's Beach Club Resort, Boardwalk Inn, Contemporary Resort, Grand Floridian Resort and Spa, Disney's Polynesian Village Resort, Wilderness Lodge, Yacht Club, Star Wars Galactic Cruiser. I have I have a 
bone to pick with Disney about this <laughs> being a deluxe resort and not a super, super, absolutely duper deluxe resort. A villa. But you also have Walt Disney World Swan and Dolphin and Shades of Green Military Resort at Walt Disney World. Now, how many of these bad Larrys have you been to? I have eaten at Animal Kingdom Lodge. I have toured Beach Club, Boardwalk, and Yacht Club. I put those three together because they are all in the same area. They're in the Epcot area. I have eaten at Contemporary Resort and taken a tour. I have not stepped foot in yet to the Grand Floridian Resort and Spa. I have not yet stepped foot into the Polynesian Village Resort. I have also eaten at Disney's Wilderness Lodge. And the Star Wars Galactic Cruiser just opened last year. So I did not get a chance to do that. My sister Stacy, who I hope is listening to this, is a frequent visitor to the Walt Disney World Dolphin Resort. And the Shades of Green Military Resort, because it is reserved specifically for military, military veterans, you can't really stay too long there. You can't take a tour. These are grand resorts there is no ifs ands or buts about it what they charge in the four dollars what they charge (laughs) is in the eyes of disney a fair price for these deluxe resort again i've got my eye on you star wars galactic cruiser because you are expensive so my top three just quickly looking at Mm -hmm. the pictures and what they may have that i would like is wilderness no not wilderness polynesian Animal Kingdom, and the Grand Floridian. My three, unsurprisingly, my number one is also the Polynesian. Looks very nice. The Boardwalk Inn and the Wilderness Lodge. Now, one thing to remember, especially as you're looking at those pictures, the Animal Kingdom Lodge and the Wilderness Lodge are very similar styles in the grand hall like the guest relations section gotcha because they were designed by the same architect once you leave the grand hall you're in two very different areas you're either in the african savannah or you're in the pacific northwest yeah i see that yeah but the grand hall itself very similar the beach club and the yacht club kind of look the same yes very much so uh and then the boardwalk kind of fits into that Oceanside view. And again, these are these are three resorts that all are in close proximity. They're also in close proximity with the Swan and Dolphin. These are known as the Crescent Lake resorts because they all exist around this Crescent Lake. Which also means that these five properties, Beach Club, Yacht Club, Boardwalk, Swan and Dolphin, have access to water taxis as well to bring you into both Epcot and Hollywood Studios. They have a water pathway. Oh, nice. Whereas Port Orleans does have a water taxi, but it only takes you to Disney Springs. It doesn't actually take you to a park. These do take you to a park. And also... Well, you're paying for the the extra amenities now yes. with it being a deluxe. Exactly. Uh, that means better dining options. But you could still walk into these deluxe resorts and possibly mm-hmm. get the food. You absolutely can, Yes. Only one, which is Victoria and Albert's over at the Grand Floridian, requires business attire. Now, is this the only one that requires some sort of dress code to get into? Yes, that is Victoria and Albert's, yes. Full business attire or like 
Shirt and tie, suit. Black, black yes. tie event. So you would want to check beforehand. But of course, where it's a business attire, it's going to be a little pricey. Yeah. Understandable, but you're paying for... You're paying exactly for what you're yeah. getting. Uh, so you have Animal Kingdom Lodge. I know it's probably obvious, but I will say it. It is the closest resort to Animal Kingdom. They also have animals outside of your resort. You can see a giraffe. You can see zebras. You can see all of these animals just relaxing outside your your hotel. So these are hotels that do have balconies as well. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I see a little. They deer also Animal Kingdom around. Lodge. I've only eaten at Boma, but I have heard wonderful things about the other restaurants in this this resort. Your Beach Club, Boardwalk, and Yacht Club, close proximity to both Epcot and Hollywood Studios, walking distance. So you don't even need transportation. These are walking distance. These are also three members of the villa category. Hubba hubba. But that also means DVC points. You need to buy yep. DVC Got points. Yeah. Now, all of these deluxe themed, are the rooms also themed to fit their overall theme? <laughs> yes. So you've got the Atlantic coastline for the boardwalk, beach, and yacht club. And I, I should correct myself. I'm looking at the villas. It looks like only beach club and boardwalk. Yacht club is not part of the villas. But regardless, these are very expensive resorts. They're even if the yacht club isn't part of the the, the DVC, it's it's going to be an expensive resort. But the resorts themselves, the the non villa part of these, anyone can rent a room, but they're going to be expensive. But Boardwalk is my top because it has that New Jersey Atlantic coastline feel to it, like a Boardwalk for those of you in Massachusetts who listen to Hampton? the Mass fans, Hampton Beach. It very much has that, the wooden boards as you walk down. This did at one point have the ESPN Sports Club. That has been closed permanently to make way for a bakery. But there are other options here for food and for entertainment. There's a place called Jelly Rolls where they do dueling pianos. Ooh. They have the Atlantic Dance Hall, which is basically what it sounds like. They have a DJ playing music and you can go in and you can dance. They have the... Are they hiring? You should check. (laughs) That might be my reason to move down there. Uh, They have something called the Abracadab Bar. I was just going to say that. (laughs) But they also, you know, they have a pizza window where you can go up and you can order pizza. You can order boardwalk snacks, fried dough. You can see live entertainment in the evenings. What you also get with these resorts, as well as the Swan and Dolphin, each night as Epcot is doing a fireworks show... You get pretty good seats as long as your room is facing Epcot. Yeah. You can see these things. Even the the hotels or the style of like the, all the buildings look like what you would see on a boardwalk of the beach. Yes, and I think this is this is not internet. This is this is just from what I've heard. Either the beach or yacht club. One is less of a fan favorite because they do a seafood brunch in the morning and the scent of seafood does not go away when brunch ends. I can imagine being or used to being a a cook where it lingers and stays for a while. Yes, that it does. I'm not going to go into too much with the swan and dolphin other than to say 
The Swan and Dolphin does share a lot of the amenities that other Disney World Resort guests get to share and get to partake in. But the Swan and Dolphin is not owned by Disney. They're the only two on-property hotels that are not owned by Disney. They are owned by the Marriott Corporation. So when my sister stays there, she's earning Bonvoy points. But because they are a staple of the Crescent Lake Resorts, they get to share a lot of the same amenities. There's even the the resort buses will drop you off there. Now, with the Swan and Dolphin not being a Disney property, is that how they got their sister deals with the Marriott's down the street or other hotels in the surrounding area with discounted deals? The other Marriott's that are in the proximity could be considered good neighbor hotels if they are close enough. There's like four or five hotels that are over by the Disney Springs that are are considered to be. I don't know if those are Marriott by brand. There's the B Hotel. There is a Hilton. But I don't remember if it's a Marriott or not. And just scrolling through, there is an, a place arcade named after me in the... Beach Club Resort. What is it called? It is called Lafferty's Place Arcade. Well, wouldn't you know it? (laughs) There is a bar and restaurant in Epcot named after me. It's the Rose and Crown Pub. Oh. The reason it got that name is because the designers and the Imagineers looked around England and Ireland and Scotland. They looked for the most common used name in bars in that area and the two that they came up with were Rose and Crown. <laughs> so that's little tidbit, little little side side trivia there for you. Uh, I'm also not going too much into Shades of Green Military Resort only because I have not done a lot of research other than I know that this is reserved specifically for our military men and women, active and retired. But... To those lucky sons of guns who have served our country, they get the benefit of staying at a hotel with an 18-hole professional golf course. As you would expect. Yes. There are other golf courses throughout the Disney World property, but this one is right smack dab in the middle of, well, of course, it's called Shades of Green. Not just for the military garb that our servicemen and women wear, but, you know. Play on Play on words. Yes. I am he is digging thoroughly researching all the themed named restaurants that all have to do with each different resort. Disney, for the most part, has their theming down to a science. That is one thing we can say about Disney. Granted, some of these room refurbishments seem to be taking some of that theming away, but the outside, they are gorgeous. Does some of them need a facelift? Sure. A paint job? Absolutely. A little bit of groundskeeping? Positively. But the thought and care that they put into these resorts is unsurpassed. And we haven't even gotten into our three monorail resorts plus Wilderness Lodge. You have the Contemporary, which is an October 1st, 1971 opening day hotel. That is your A-frame hotel in which the monorail goes through the lobby. It goes through (laughs) the lobby. Choo-choo! It goes through the lobby. You can walk outside of your hotel room, look down into the concourse, and see the monorail go through the lobby. 
it also stops there too. It also makes a stop yeah. there. Well, that's, that's pretty awesome. Yes. And proximity wise, I'm using that word a lot. So if this is a drinking game, proximity, proximity, proximity. <laughs> it is the closest hotel to the Magic Kingdom. The Grand Floridian is second place. And as of recently, within the past two years, they now have a walkway from the Grand Floridian to the Magic Kingdom, which they didn't have. There was a waterway that required them to build a bridge, and they never did it except for cast member traffic. Finally, they opened it up to the public. Uh, Also, the Grand Floridian is in the process of renovations. And then there's the Polynesian, another opening day resort. This is where John Lennon signed the paperwork that dissolved the Beatles. Yes. He had the paperwork shipped to him down to the Polynesian Resort. It's like uh, the Declaration of Independence. Yes. For us modern folks. Exactly. Also, the contemporary is where Richard M. Nixon gave his famous I am not a crook speech. (laughs) It was in one of the conference rooms at the Contemporary Resort. The Grand Floridian doesn't have that kind of history because it only opened in the late 80s. It was not an original opening day resort. There were plans for many other resorts around that area, including an Asian-themed, an Arabic-themed, Arabic? An Arabic-themed? Same same thing. I guess it really depends on your own, I guess, breakdown of words. Yes. Whether you say Arabic or Arabic. Arabic. The best part about this when you think about it So, again, I'm showing Brian my hand map of where things are. You have the Magic Kingdom up here in the north. Polynesian is down here in the south. You have the Grand Floridian to the west. And you have the Contemporary to the east. The Contemporary is this beautiful, modern, A-shaped frame building that can be seen very clearly from Tomorrowland because the Imagineers wanted you to be able to see the future from tomorrow. Oh, how clever. The Polynesian sits on the south, which is just beyond Adventureland. So as you're in Adventureland, if you have a good view of seeing over Bay Lake, where this is where all of those properties sit, you see a nice Polynesian theme from Adventureland because those two go hand in hand. You have the Grand Floridian, which is there on the west, which is clearly seen from Main Street. So you have this turn-of-the-century modern hotel next to Main Street, which is their turn-of-the-century theme. So they knew exactly what they were doing. So an Asian theme and an Arabic (laughs) Arabic theme might not have worked well if they couldn't get an Asian-themed land or an Arabic-themed land. So this worked out. So, And going just by your hand gestures of your maps, (laughs) the looks like the, the deluxe hotel resorts are the outliers of all the big circles. And then it's the inside is filled with everything else. Yes. You've seen the pictures of the Polynesian. Yeah. Right. And you've seen the inside. Yeah. 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 That is one of my favorites. And again, opening day hotel. So since 1971, there have been some modifications. There have been some big modifications. They used to have this giant rock formation with a waterfall that doesn't exist anymore because money. Running water inside, money. But inside, it is beautifully themed. It's also shorter than the Contemporary. The Contemporary has 10, 12 floors. I think at most Polynesian has four. Internet, yell at me. Throw things at me. 
Grand Floridian, also a g- taller building. Yeah, I'm going to go with four just because it says it only has 480 rooms. Three-story matriarch. Three-story, okay. And recently, within the past couple of years, because this is what Disney likes to do, there has been some inclusion of intellectual property or IP in both the contemporary and the Polynesian. The contemporary received an Incredibles-themed overhaul, and the Polynesian received a Moana-themed overhaul. Ohana. Subtle theming, but still you have Hey Hey sitting behind your coffee maker, or (laughs) you have Mrs. Incredible in your closet. Yeah. Die-hard fans kind of lost their minds over this. What can you do? Well, they're adjusting to the possible clientele that is now coming in. Yes. And it's going to be more families. And this is what our world is. We are immersed with Disney theming. It's, it'd be great if we had original content, but that's not where we are at right now. So anyway, having an Incredibles theme, having a Moana theme is not going to stop me from booking rooms at these hotels. Money might stop me from booking rooms at yeah, these hotels. Yes, like the presidential suite, a.k.a. King Kamamehameha, um, per night is anywhere from 1800 to 2500 per night approximately. Mm-hmm. You do get two bedrooms, two and a half baths with a parlor, and is also a two-floor suite with a living area on the first floor. The two bedrooms on the second has a mini kitchen, includes a small fridge, ice maker, microwave, and sink. And there is a connecting room available to make this a five-bedroom suite. Doesn't give me the price of all the other no ones. But it, it could be that because they're not available at the time of booking. But again, so we're going to go into that conversation about the the villas and the DVC property. While there are rooms that are set aside for DVC members, you can still book rooms, but you're paying an arm and a leg, which is why. There are sites out there for DVC rental where you can rent some points. So you're an owner. You're a DVC owner, but you're not able to go when you were planning on going. You can go to a site and say, I'm renting out these points at a lower cost than what the points actually are. And in some cases, you could be paying less than if you book directly through Disney World. That's just a tip, folks. I haven't done a lot of, I, that's a lie. I've done a lot of research. I haven't done a lot of research recently just because with money and everything. And we just did a cruise back in October. So that was our Disney trip for the year. The next place I'm looking at is Anaheim. That's a whole conversation for later, but I do want to go to Walt's Park. I've never been. Anyway, a lot of what we were talking about, specifically the Grand Floridian and the Polynesian, they're receiving refurbishments. In fact, Polynesian is getting a whole new section of building devoted to the DVC. They had this place where you could do a luau and you had like this this buffet style. It was family entertainment. They leveled it and they are building DVC towers there. Now, is the Polynesian also part of the whole drinking around the world aspect? There is. Funny, you should ask. So it's not part of the drinking around the world with Epcot. But there is drinking around the monorail where you can stop at Grand Floridian, Polynesian, and the Contemporary. Okay. Polynesian has a place, you should look it up, called Trader Sam's. If memory serves, Trader Sam is 
an animatronic that used to exist on the Jungle Cruise. He was the head salesman of the jungle. Kind of looks like it. Because he had the shrunken heads. Some considered that to be a little culturally insensitive. So Trader Sam himself does not exist anymore, but Trader Sam's Grog Grotto, the place for adult libations, still exists. I believe they offer a drink called the Back Scratcher, where it actually comes with a back scratcher. <laughs> they have volcano drinks. They th- This place is themed that if you order a specialty drink, That's what you get? pictures of volcanoes erupt. <laughs> That it, like this, this is this is Disney at its finest. I like you it. also get your Dole Whip outside of the Magic Kingdom here. I like it. Yeah, you have Ohana's, which is a family restaurant because it, Ohana yeah. means family. I saw that they have Kona Cafe. Yes, uh, Pineapple Lanai, Kona Island, Captain Cooks, Captain Cooks, and Oasis Pool Bar. You also have the luxury of being able to sit on a man-made beach and watch the fireworks in the distance from the Magic Kingdom. Granted, the contemporary roof is the best place to view the Magic Kingdom fireworks from place other than the Magic Kingdom. Polynesian is a close second. I didn't even talk about the Polynesian villas and bungalows. They have bungalows that sit on the water that give you an even closer view of the Magic Kingdom. Bora Bora bungalows. These are rectangular-shaped bungalows that sit right on the water. You have about, I believe it's about 15 of them. 20. 20 of them. Gorgeous. They are gorgeous. They are overpriced, but I suppose worth the price that you're going to be paying. Yeah, you're right on the water like like you would be in Bora Bora, how they have those bungalows. And along with the fireworks, they also have something called the Electrical Water Pageant. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's an amazing place. The other benefit you get from staying at a Disney resort is you are, regardless of the resort you're staying at, you're secluded. You are in this Disney bubble. That's just a a throwaway comment for you, but... I like it. uh, So Polynesian is in the process of building more DVC rooms. Grand Floridian is in the process of a refurbishment. The Contemporary, while doesn't have a lot of DVC rooms, they have a second tower, which is known as Bay Lake Tower, which is their brand new DVC property, which you can rent. You can, it's expensive, but it's specifically saved for DVC. Again, a non-DVC member can rent. And it's a C-shaped building. And again, it's glorious. It's a tall tower. So you, if you have the right views, you can see the Magic Kingdom right from there. I've seen videos of this. It, it's a gorgeous property. Now you said you stayed at one of these? I've never stayed at a deluxe, but I have, deluxe. I've toured many of them and I've eaten. You've eaten? Yeah. Uh, and then the one other Magic Kingdom property, which is Wilderness Lodge, not part of the monorail because it's just further east than the contemporary. And of course, it is named after Fort Wilderness. It's sort of their sister property, but Wilderness Lodge Looks like you're in a Pacific Northwest Lodge. Yep. Uh, does have boat transportation to the Magic Kingdom. Uh, so again, that's why it's part of it. But it also has sections devoted to DVC members and has its own private cabins as well. Gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, all of these look amazing. I'm looking at the list and some of the ones that we have yet to talk about fall under the, the Deluxe Disney World Villas. 
which some we have talked about, uh, Animal Kingdom, Bay Lake, Beach Club, Boardwalk, Boulder Ridge at Wilderness Lodge, Copper Creek at Wilderness Lodge, Disney's Grand Floridian Resort and Spa Villas. We have not discussed Old Key West, Disney's Riviera Resort, Disney's Saratoga Springs Resort and Spa, and Treehouse Villas. Now, are the bottom two part of the wilderness? Saratoga Springs and Treehouse Villas are neighbor hotels. In fact, they used to be part of one property. Um, they're still they're still part of the property. They are considered to be Disney Springs hotels. But these are reserved... For their VIPs? They are reserved for their VIP DVC members. Uh, again, you can rent. You can rent direct from Disney. You can rent DVC points or you can buy points, which, you know, in this economy right now, I wouldn't recommend, but you do you if you have the money to do it. Old Key West is the oldest of the DVC resorts. Uh, and it's, again, another massive property with nine holes of golf, if I am correct about that. The Riviera Resort is one of its more recent buildings. This is over by the Caribbean Beach. It's a 13 or 14 story building. And it's in the, the, the style of the French Riviera. Yeah, I was going to say that's the what it looks like. Yep, Saratoga Springs, based off Saratoga, New York. So it's got some racing themes, horse racing themes to it. The treehouse villas are exactly what they sound like. These are the octagonal treehouse villas. They're cabins on stilts. And again, these are gorgeous. Have you ever looked in one of these? Look at it right now. It looks better than my house. So uh, the Riviera Resort, actually, I did tour as well because because it's right there at the Caribbean Beach. When you stop on the Skyliner at the hub, you go and you take a walk and you you can do one of two things. You can get off at Caribbean Beach at that stop and take a walk through Caribbean Beach to the Riviera or the next stop from there, the Riviera actually does have a gondola stop as well. Either way, but they have these beautiful concourse wide murals like all the walls and the ceiling they have a Peter Pan one they have a tangled one where you see when you look up you see the lanterns floating above the sky it's gorgeous and for some reason even though they got rid of the fountain at Polynesian this place the Riviera has this gorgeous fountain in their concourse it's, I guess you, t- you get what you can yeah. get you take uh, now, what you can get. For each resort, do you see the characters walking and through the restaurants and all that thing? There is character dining. They are at certain resorts. Chef Mickey's at the Contemporary has has the Fab Five: Mickey, Minnie, Goofy, Donald, Daisy. The OGs. 1900 Park Fair at the Grand Floridian has character breakfasts. Topolino's also has. I believe this is at the Riviera. They also have character dining. So yes, certain places you're not exclusively. going to exclusively. Yeah, you're not going to find character dining at the food courts at the All Stars Pop and gotcha, Animation. Gotcha. But occasionally you might see one of your favorite characters walking around. Now, do they have like shows at possible venues inside each resort? The most popular one is at the Fort Wilderness, and it is called the Hoopty Doo Musical Review. And it is one of the longest-running stage shows in the United States. They do two shows a night, and it's indoor, and it's exactly what it sounds like. It's the Hoopty Doo Musical Review. I saw that when I was looking at the... Yes. 
I'm bummed because at one point, and this is something I think Disney really needs to bring back, needs to dust off this idea. Fort Wilderness specifically, I remember this story, was supposed to have its own out-of-park attraction, like a walk-through attraction that never got built. They also, now to their credit, when they first opened, they had their own locomotive. They had their own railroad. It doesn't exist anymore because what Disney cast members realize is not everyone is from the United States, so someone could be flying from Japan, sleeping at 2 in the afternoon, trying to get rid of their jet lag, and all they're hearing is a train whistle. So, yeah, so I think Disney needs to brush off that idea. I dig it. Even, like, the moderates could get something, just something outside, especially when they start to think, we won't talk about Splash Mountain because that's a whole conversation for another show. Splash Mountain, the attraction itself is not going anywhere. It's just being rethemed. But when they start looking at these attractions where they want to level the building... You have the audio animatronics. You have the ride mechanics. Why don't you just move it to a resort? Don't charge people. Or make sure that whoever is riding it is a resort guest. You know, hey, you have your magic band, so yes, you can ride this. But that's that's a whole different story altogether. Aside from the hoop de doo there aren't a lot of shows. Like I said, there's Yeehaw Bob, who plays piano. There are some live entertainment acts at different restaurants and venues. Yeah. The main attractions, though, are is to be at the California Grill at the top of the Contemporary when the fireworks are going off, or Topolina Tower, or there's, uh, I want to say it's Toledo. It's not Toledo. It's Toledo. It's another restaurant at the top of a tower. You can see these grand fireworks displays. Animal Kingdom Lodge, you have a savanna outside of your, your balcony. You have all of these wonderful things. Nightlife... Disney Springs, when it was downtown Disney, had an area called Pleasure Island, which had all of these different dance clubs. They had something called the Adventurers Club, which I need to talk to Matt about in an episode. You're welcome for all these ideas. Thank you. The Pleasure Island does not exist anymore. When they rethemed it to Disney Springs, they removed the Pleasure Island. I understand also there were some law related reasons why Pleasure Island... Bunch of uh-ohs? A bunch of uh-ohs. If On Patrol Live were to go down (laughs) to Bay Lake, Florida, this would be one of those areas that they would have patrolled. In lieu of that, you do have some nighttime venues at the Boardwalk. I I mentioned Jelly Rolls. The the dance clubs and stuff. The Swan and Dolphin has some nice restaurants to eat in the evening, not a whole lot of of entertainment. Maybe they might have some live entertainment, but you usually have to look at a schedule. They don't have something li- like yeah. hoop-de-doo review, which you need to reserve in advance and pay for, uh, because it's also, it's family-style buffet. Yep. With the removal of Pleasure Island, they're pushing people into the parks at night, which so is also why they have this entertainment. That was, yeah, that was my but, next question. It's like, I have to use this platform right now to say Disney World, Magic Kingdom still does not have a nightly parade other than the holidays. You need to fix that immediately. All right, aside from that. (laughs) So for someone like me, who's not a big ride goer, is more into the the food and, you know, the events. Now, it's 
seemed like after you get dinner at, you know, a reasonable time, like 6, 7 o'clock, whatever it is, what would you do after that? All depends what you're in the mood for, because in the evenings, Magic Kingdom, while not having a nighttime parade, and that's a cross that I'm going to <laughs> bear. Uh, no, that's a cross that they have to bear. Yeah. It's not me. They do have a nighttime show. Your entertainment, though, you won't see until there's usually a special event such gotcha. as the holiday yeah. or some after-hours events that you have to pay extra for. Hollywood Studios, on the other hand, has Fantasmic, which is this wonderful in-theater, it's an outdoor theater show with fireworks and it's Mickey and it's he's in his imagination and then his imagination is co-opted by the villains and there's this whole fight sequence and it's been updated recently. They did have this whole Pocahontas sequence that took about like 20 minutes. They, they fixed it, so now it's multiple properties in one. But they also have shows that they project things onto the the Chinese theater. Uh, and they also have fireworks. For our money, if you were to be in a park, and this goes back to episode 22 when we had this conversation, <laughs> I'm putting my money on Epcot for you. Because they have, at night, they have the yep. show in the middle of the World Showcase Lagoon. And almost Always, and I say this because on March 1st, 2023, they just started their Flower and Garden Festival where they put out food booths where you can do different food and drinks from different countries. Nice. When it ends after July 31st, then starts the Food and Wine Festival, which is literally Lovely. what it sounds like. Lovely. So those booths that are Flower and Garden themed become Food and Wine themed. Now, is there a time limit for the park goers? Like, do you have to? Oh be yeah, you you would need to download the Disney World Experience app, uh, and then it will tell you when things close up. In some cases, and it's more morning than nighttime, you do get extra hours. But as I said, and yeah. you get to go in a half hour early. You don't get to stay later. If you want to stay later, they do have special ticketed events. Where yeah. mostly for the Magic Kingdom. Uh, it used to be... Now, what time do you guys usually stay out till? Like, for the park, like, doing the rides um, and all that stuff. Are you guys kind of in at a certain time? Yeah, if there's no extra magic hours, which they seem to be getting away from, and it really depresses me that it's happening, we'll try to get out of a park before park close to avoid the crowds. Because there's thousands of you trying to a get on a monorail b get on a bus c <laughs> get on a boat yeah to get d, back to where get your rental car yeah or when after park closes the disney cast members give you the time to make your way to the front of the park to exit but it also allows you a little extra time to walk around take some pictures look at the sort of an empty park yeah you just have to make sure that you catch the last bus before it leaves, which I believe is an hour after the park closes. So say I'm staying in a value hotel and then I'm having a grand old time in the moderate resorts in Port Orleans there. Now, am I still able to get back to my value hotel at, say, 11 o'clock? Or is that where... If the buses are running, because what you would need to do, because there is no direct bus route from the Port Orleans to the value, All-Stars or Pop, 
What you would need to do is basically, as long as the buses are still running and it's based off the Disney Springs schedule, because Disney Springs, I believe, is open till midnight every night. Correct me if I'm wrong, internet. You would take that bus down to Disney Springs or take the, the water taxi down to Disney Springs and then they have bus stops for every single property. You would just find yours, get on there. Okay. If you miss it, you are taking an Uber. And yes, Uber and Lyft do run inside the Disney parks and it's going to cost you. I can it imagine. might be a 15-minute ride because you're still on property, but it's going to cost you. But so there are options. I will say, with the invention of Uber and Lyft, you have more options now than you did 10 years ago because you would have had to have waited for a taxi, a private taxi company, because Disney doesn't provide those. Or see if somebody else at the bar with you is going to the <laughs> same property and if they have a rental car. After a certain time, the buses do stop, the gotcha. monorails do stop, the boats do stop, and you're basically... On your own. You're outside of that Disney bubble at that point. All right, all you're, right. You're back to real world. Like, yeah. oh, gosh, I have to find my way back to my hotel. How do I do this? Yes. Like Vegas all over again. I will say, when I had dinner at Wilderness Lodge at the Whispering Whispering Canyon Cafe, uh, it was a Sunday evening. It was, it was the night of the Super Bowl. Sunday evening is typically a early night for parks. But I was having dinner with friends who live in Kissimmee, so they gave Wesley and I a ride back to Pop Century, which is very nice of them. There may have been a situation where I may have lost Wesley to oncoming traffic. <laughs> I believe this is a story that Wesley and I may have shared on a previous episode, but it was nighttime. Our friend who has some problems with eyesight was also wearing the sun blocking <laughs> not like sunglasses but you know like the, the yellow shades uh apparently when you wear yellow shades you don't recognize that a red light is a red light and you decide to take a left on a red uh with oncoming traffic genius. so yeah that's a that's a <laughs> that's a fun story genius so that's uh, i feel like i'm missing so much but i also know that in the future matt and i are going to go over a lot of these resorts especially like what I would like to do is maybe stay at a couple of these to get better insight. Yeah. Uh, but again, this is why we're the Mass Mouse fans. We talk about things about Disney because we can't get down there all the time. Makes sense. Do you have any other things that are in your brain, Mr. Brian? No, I think uh, that was par for the course right there. Knocks it out the park. We didn't touch the, the Star Wars Galactic Cruiser. The Star Wars Galactic Cruiser <laughs> before this ends. Okay. This is the newest of the resorts. Outside, it's themed to look like a prison. I say that facetiously, but honestly, <laughs> Google images outside, and it kind of looks like a prison. Inside, though, is the experience that people are paying for. But blue milk. Blue milk. Blue shrimp. Look it up. It's a real thing that they serve. Inside, the experience begins because inside of this resort, you are made to believe that you are actually on a star cruiser, that you are aboard this cruise ship in space, including live entertainment, food offerings. Your rooms look like the quarters of a star cruiser, including 
a large screen TV that makes it look like you're looking out into space. But we're talking two, three, four thousand dollars for a two night stay. Yep. What you get though is priority access to Batu, which is the new section of Hollywood Studios that's themed to Star Wars. You get priority access to Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run and to the Rise of the Resistance. You get a story where you get to be either a rebel or a member of the First Order. They assign these roles to you. There are escape room type experiences in which we all have to participate. Paying for experience, really. Yes. Uh, you get to see the live show. You get to walk down the corridors with Chewie. You get to watch <laughs> Ray take out her lightsaber. And going back to your, looks like a prison. The, the food. <laughs> Looking at the trays. <laughs> looks like a prison tray. <sighs> I try not to be too facetious about about the Disney company. They are. No, really I have a like podcast a because of them, but... There's there's a little prison qualities to this. Looks like a prison try. Yeah. So that's... Uh, I, I didn't want to get too much into Star Wars Galactic Cruiser. Hey, another full episode idea. Matt, make sure that you're available. Write that down. But also, folks, YouTube is your friend. You can go to YouTube and take virtual tours of all of these properties. But I hope, not just for the listeners, but for my good friend Brian here, that I was able to provide some information. Sure do. I want to go to Polynesian like right now. So do I. I want to go to Trader Sam's. I have been sober for quite some time, but I will go here. I will have a mocktail and I will enjoy myself. A mocktail is a cocktail without the alcohol. Going back to, was it the Polynesian where you said the whole volcanoes? and Yes. That is Trader Sam's Grog Grotto. You get what you pay for kind of thing? Yes. So for uh, you local people around here, there is a speakeasy in Nashua, New Hampshire that you order their theme drinks and you get what you pay for. I had ordered one called coffee and cigarettes. The drink tasted like what you would think. Coffee and cigarettes. Coffee and cigarettes. And they even put a little candy cigarette tied to your drink mixer. Where is this? In Nashua. Okay. It is called Codex, and it is exactly like a speakeasy where you go into this little tiny side street door opening. You walk in. It looks like a little office library kind of thing, Mm -hmm. and you have to go in. You have to pull the book down in order to knock on the door. Wow. The guy comes up, asks you for a password, then they seat you. I do have to make one correction. Uh, The internet did not yell at me. I yelled at myself. The back scratcher drink, which comes with an actual back scratcher, (laughs) while available at the Polynesian Village, is actually made at the Tambu Lounge and not Trader Sam's like I thought it was. So my apologies, folks. You were in the right area. I was in the right area. And I have to thank the folks. I always seem to have to do this to the folks over at WDW News Today because... They're the ones who talked about it on a recent episode that they did. And I was like, oh, I have never heard of such a thing. In fact, one of the members of the 
WDWNT crew made one on air. He was out of back scratcher, so he put in a wooden spatula. <laughs> He's like, this is good enough. Same but different. Uh, so I did not start this episode like I have. I've been trying to do. I usually like to do a Disney streaming spotlight. I need a sting. I need like a Disney streaming spotlight. Boom, boom. Something like that. For this episode, I'm going to end with one that I have recently downloaded. They've been around for a long time, but I am very much enjoying what I've been listening to. And today's Disney streaming spotlight is going to be Sorcerer Radio. They have an app available for free on both Google and iTunes. They have, uh, it's live streaming. And you're, you have many categories to listen to. They have Sorcerer Radio, Atmosphere, which is Park Audio, Rope Drop, which is Rides and Shows, Seasonal, which is Seasonal Audio, Spa Day, which is Relaxing Music, and Mocha, which is Coffee House Music. Whatever you're in the mood for, you can go and listen. I've been listening to the, the ride stuff because I, I love hearing that. A lot of it is rides that don't even exist anymore. Uh, I didn't even get into the fact that they just dropped, Disney just dropped the Haunted Mansion trailer. Speaking I was going to ask you about that. I'm going to wait till I see it before I uh, make any judgments. The full mo- I've seen the trailer. I'll wait till I see the full movie before I make yeah, judgments. Makes sense. Makes yes. Sense. So I think this comes to the end. I have uh, nothing left to say. I know. Well, no, I have a ton more to say about these resorts because I'm getting a little homesick. And as I mentioned, 2022, we decided to do a cruise instead of a parks trip. So yeah, I'm getting kind of homesick for... For my home away from home. Uh, Brian. You do have a giant year coming up. Yes, uh, I do. I have something big coming up this October. Yes, that, you do. Uh, yes, you I do, I will sir. also not be able to make it down to the Disney parks, but we'll see what happens. Now, does your Anaheim trip. Yes. Is, is this before or after the big October day? Oh, I would love this to be before, but I would have to do it relatively inexpensive in order to save for the big, <laughs> big event happening in my life in October. And then your massive event happening in January or February? Yeah, well, we Around still there. have to save for that as well. I guess I can spoil a little bit. There might be a Disney trip that is non-United States related coming up. Next year. Which might very much tie into relation to the very big event in October. <laughs> Some call it a trip. Others call it a honeymoon, but hey, we'll see what happens. <laughs> anyway, I uh, that I'm gonna finish up this episode. Brian, thank you very much for filling in. Of course, thank you for having me. I'll make sure to pick your brain again uh, the next time Matt is doing one of his four thousand other things. So, <laughs> thank you very much, and to everyone listening, thank you again for sticking around for the Mass Mouse Fans Podcast. I am going to try and do this on a more regular basis but hey life does happen well i am available for all these dates excellent all right well thank you all for listening and we'll see you all at the next episode adios hey listeners i want to tell you about a new partner here at the mass mouse fans podcast When you're looking to plan your next Disney World, Disneyland, or Disney Cruise Line vacation, we suggest you reach out to Danielle Elliott at Marvelous Mouse Travels. Danielle is a lifelong Disney enthusiast, a former Walt Disney World cast member, and a graduate of the College of Disney Knowledge. When you book with her, 
Your booking includes 100% free concierge-level services, some of which include customizing the perfect Disney vacation package for your family and your budget, booking those difficult-to-secure fast passes and dining reservations, providing tips and tricks to get the most out of your vacation and more. Danielle also monitors Disney promotions to help you save money. For those Disney trip veterans, you'll still be in control of all of the details. Danielle will take care of all of your needs so you can have all the fun and truly say Hakuna Matata throughout your time at Disney. Contact her for a free quote at danielle.elliot at marvelousmousetravels.com or by messaging her Facebook page.